Happy Monday morning, everybody. This is Lisa, and you're listening to Living with Lisa, Keeping It Real. It is Monday, April 22nd, 2019, and it is Easter Monday, um, the day after Easter. And for the first time, I think, ever since I've worked for the school district I work in, we have the Monday after Easter off. Highly bizarre. Um... It truly has to do with New York State and the Department of Regions having us go to school till the last Friday in June, but we won't get into that because, yeah. But anyway, we have Monday off, and I have a full Monday ahead of me. I'm very excited. I'm going to be able to get a lot of little things done that I'm usually doing after school on a Monday, so I'm very excited, and helping out at the local food pantry, it's moving into a bigger location, and that will be fun, so we have a quote for the day, I already have a song picked out, because I read the quote ahead of time, which I don't normally do, and I enjoyed the quote so much, and it made me think of a song, and so of course, If you listen through the Anchor app or on the computer, you're going to be able to hear the music. If not, I wonder if you'll be able to guess which song it is that came to my mind. Let me read you our quote for the day. April 22nd, quote, Poverty was the greatest motivating factor in my life, end quote. Jimmy Dean. Poverty was the greatest motivating factor in my life. Jimmy Dean. Can anybody think of what song popped into my head when I read who said the quote? Jimmy Dean? James Dean. If you're listening via the Anchor app or on the computer, then you got to enjoy the song. Rock On by David Essex. If not, is that the song you were thinking of? Oh my gosh. Such a fun song. That was the first thing I thought of when I read the Who Said the Quote. I'm not really going to talk about the quote. Poverty was the greatest motivating factor in my life. All I have to say is that I really hope and pray that most people that are in poverty are motivated to make a change. I'll also say that I live in a county in the state of New York where people move because it's known for um, uh, it's known for the assistance it will give people that are down on their luck. But moving on, how was your Easter? I hope you had a fabulous Easter. You made memories. You got connected with friends, family, whoever. Um, Our daughter was home from college for the weekend, and that was fabulous because she has not been home since January when she returned to school on January 2nd. So it was great to have her home for the weekend. Um lot of ums today. My apologies. And last week while I was on vacation, 
I had thought about doing a podcast every day because I had a little more time on my hands. And I said, no, because then I will just beat myself up next week when I can't podcast every day during the week like I was doing. So I stuck to my three days. Um, I think I did pretty good getting the blogs out on Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. And as I uh, looked at my week, if I want to finish my next book, then I need to write more. (laughs) And not write for a blog or write for the podcast or writing dedicated to writing a book. And I can't change how many hours are in a day. I can't change how many hours I'm awake in a day. Well, I guess I could, but that would not be healthy to change the number of hours I stay awake. So it came down to looking at the list of things that need to get done every day need to get done every day, looking at the list of things that I would hope to get done every day, the things I would like to get done every day, and a lot of reprioritization came into play. Ooh, that's a big word for a Monday. And then after talking with Michelle Weidenbenner, we had talked about writing, and because she's also a writing coach, and She reminded me of something I had done when I wrote my first book, well, my second book, Where's Heidi, One Sister's Journey, to break it down so I wasn't so overwhelmed. What I had done was figured out about how many words most books were, divided it up by the number of days between the day that I was on and the day I wanted to finish. And when you do that, even a 60,000 page book for a rough draft, which is a good place to start, um, is more than doable when you say, all right, I want a 60,000 page book, a draft done by X. So you count up how many days there are between then, or, you know, where we are now, and then. Are you going to write every day, or are you going to take Sundays off? And then you divide it. You know, the number of days into the number of words you need. So I did that last week, because after talking with Michelle Weidenbenner, she kind of, like, motivated me, inspired me that, you know, because we talked about writing and why I wasn't writing and what, what, you know, what was holding me back. And just having a conversation between friends, between writers. And when she said that, I'm like, oh my gosh, I did that for Where's Heidi, One Sister's Journey. I can do this. And so that's what I did last week. I spent, I believe, the Monday at break getting my writing goals in place and set up my chalkboard and it says have you written what is it 682 words today 
And then on the bottom it says, ask me, so that anybody that comes into the house can say, hey, Lisa, did you write 682 words today? (laughs) So if you're listening to this podcast and you're somebody that sees me out and about at the grocery store or work or whatever, just ask me, hey, Lisa, did you write 682 words today? That is how many words I need to write every day, and I didn't allow myself a day off, so I may have to go back in and tweak it, because I enjoy handwriting, and so I'm handwriting. I've almost filled up my first steno pad, and I'd like to get it typed into the computer, but I didn't allot myself the time, like a day to type. I guess, to enter it into the computer. So, I don't know. And I did not write on Easter Sunday, and then I did not write on Good Friday. I didn't write on Good Friday because it was Good Friday. I didn't write because my daughter came home from college, and I spent the day with her. So, I didn't do any writing. I did not go to the gym. I enjoyed being a mom and having my adult daughter home and doing stuff with her and visiting with her. And that's okay. Uh, because in all, in all actuality, I, I set my, my end time is the Friday before I would leave for a writing conference if I go. And, you know, that's not like I have a 60,000 60, word book ready to present to an editor at that conference, right? Yeah. It just means it would be written and I could say I have my second book drafted. (laughs) That's all I would say. Um, But what big task do you have before you that you keep putting off and putting off because it's too great of a task? Uh, maybe it's cleaning your house. If you're listening to this and you're like either sitting on the couch or maybe you're doing the dishes, walking on the treadmill, whatever, and you're doing it at home, maybe you're overwhelmed by what your house looks like. You know, it just gets to be too much, too many piles, too much to organize and you don't know where to begin. This same concept can work for you. Look around the house and say, all right, when do you want the house cleaned by? And don't say by the time you get up tomorrow morning, if your house is trashed. And I can say this because guess what? My house has been trashed many times. And I know how overwhelming it can get. But the same concept that I use to write the next book or my first book or the books in between can help you conquer whatever task you have before you. So if your house is a complete disaster and you're trying to figure out, I don't even know where to start. I have too many piles. I've been too busy for too long. I don't even know where to start to regain control of my house. Just take 15 minutes, 20 minutes, sit down with a pad of paper, and on the top, write, 
I will have the house clean by blank. You fill in the date. And don't put pressure on yourself. Set a realistic goal. When do you want it clean? It's April 22nd. Maybe you want it clean by Memorial Day. So you have a month. I know. I want it clean by Memorial Day. All right. If you have a crazy busy life, hence the reason your house looks the way it does, just decide. All right. Every Monday I will blank. Whether it's cleaning off your drop spot. I don't know what your drop spot is at your house. My house tends to be the kitchen table. That's my drop spot, which is a bad drop spot because you can't eat at the kitchen table as a family if that's your drop spot. (laughs) So as I'm telling you to maybe start with the drop spot, that's the place I always start when I get overwhelmed. When I have so many piles and I don't know where to begin, I always start with my kitchen table because I always feel accomplished when I'm done. Because when I'm done, the kitchen table's clear. We can sit there. We can eat there. You can have coffee there, right? You've just regained control of one of the most important places in your home, the kitchen table. It's a place where you can sit with your family and talk with them and get to know them and do homework or write the next book. So, you know, you could say, I will start with the kitchen table. I'll have the kitchen table clean before the weekend. You have regained control. And then set a long-term goal knowing that you're busy. Every Friday, I will clean off the kitchen table. So your first goal might just be to find the kitchen table. But then set a goal knowing that that's your drop spot or your buffet or the table by the door. Whatever your drop spot is that becomes the collect-all. Figure that out. What's your... So that's a jumping point, right? I'm not really sure where that cut out. Hopefully it was pretty clean. Um, And I choose the house because my house is typically tends to be the one thing that gets away from me the quickest. And I get overwhelmed and I'm like, I don't even know where to start. You know, so I take, and then it usually takes me sitting down saying, all right, what am I going to do? But I always start with my drop spot first. And if your drop spot is your kitchen table like mine, I would encourage you start with your kitchen table or the drop spot whatever that is because you're going to feel the most accomplished because when you come home tomorrow and you go to drop something in the drop spot and it's a perfectly clean surface you're going to be like I'm just going to put this away it's too clean to mess it up (laughs) the second day it's not as easy but at least for a couple days it stays clean and you know usable and then Just break it down. What's the next spot you want to regain control of? And tackle that one next. But set a goal in writing. If you don't put it in writing, it's not a goal. I'm just going to tell you. So you honestly have to um, 
sit down and write this down and then hang it where everybody in the house can see it. And if you have family, if you have, you know, a spouse, children, people that live with you, enlist them to help. I am guilty of not enlisting the people that live with me to help because I just want it done right and I have issues. <laughs> but then there are things that they can help you with where you can still feel like you have that control if you need it during the sorting and sifting. Um, you know, I still remember, I don't know, the show isn't on anymore, I don't think. And they always made the three piles, you know, the keep pile, the throwaway pile, the lawn sale pile, right? I encourage you do that. And if you're finding stuff and you're saying, oh my gosh, I forgot I even owned it, get rid of it. If you're not going to use it, just get rid of it. Because if you, it's been buried for two and three years and you forgot you owned it, guess what? You don't need it. And I know it sounds like, Ugh. after a while it gets pretty easy to do. I've gotten to where I don't use something after a while, I get rid of it. Because one, we live in a tiny house and it gets cluttered extremely easy. And two, if I haven't used it in that long, how much do I really need it, right? And there's some stuff that just needs to be thrown away. And I have emotional attachment to a lot of my items. And so I have stuff that I don't even want. This is how foolish I am. I don't even want it, but so-and-so gave it to me. And they're no longer here. And it's like I feel guilty to throw that away or pass. So I try to pass on those things or put it in the lawn sale and hope that whoever buys it will love it like I loved it and that person. Because a lot of the stuff we have was given to us at that time in our life. And our tastes change, our styles change, and that's normal. So I've gotten better about saying, you know what? My mom wouldn't want me holding on to this just because it was hers. My aunt wouldn't want me holding on to this because it was hers. Who knows? They may have given it to me just to get it out of their house. Who knows? I don't know. But that's just um, something to think about. So that's my, this is my motivating Monday message is to clear the clutter and regain control and complete that big task, whatever it is. I chose cleaning a house because most of us, if you're working and you're a dual family of working parents, our house is the first thing that gets away from us and becomes the cluttered mess. And if it's not, kudos to you. You should probably call into Anchor and leave me a message and tell me your tips of how you're able to keep control of your house while everybody's working and taking care of the family because it was always my greatest struggle. In order for my house, my when my daughter was younger, my house was always clean and my friends picked on me and they should have because my house was always cleaned. You wouldn't know there was a toddler in it. You know, but then as they get older, it's like, oh, you don't have to worry about them eating the dog hair and the lint off the carpet. Ah, it can wait. <laughs> True story, right? My house was cleaner when I had a toddler than it was when I had a high schooler. And definitely cleaner. But she's even in college now, and I've gotten lazy. But 
that's part of my problem. So my my insurmountable task that I'm I'm tackling is to write a book. I broke it down. How many words every day am I going to write? And thus far over vacation, I didn't write two days, but I still met my weekly writing goal because I had written more words on other days. Um, so whatever your goal is, just break it down. Break it down into smaller pieces and you're going to be able to do it. And that's all you have to do. I use the house because most of us can relate to a messy house. Um, or maybe you can't and I've just embarrassed myself because now you all know that when I get really busy, my house becomes a disaster zone. And that you can never eat at my kitchen table because it becomes a drop spot. <laughs> oh, so I'm either really embarrassed or there is somebody else out there listening that can relate. But whatever your insurmountable task is, whether it's writing your first book, your next book, cleaning the house, organizing the pantry, I don't know what it is. Break it down into little steps, but put it in writing and set a goal and put it where others can see it and help hold you accountable. Mine's right there. My husband came home the first day and where I have the note that says, have you written 682 words today? It's right, the chalkboard's right above where we hang our keys. So my husband's been asking every time he hangs up his, hang, hangs up his keys, did you write 682 words today? <laughs> so with the exception of Friday and Sunday, I did, yet I still met my weekly word goal. I just may need to adjust, which means that number will get higher so that I have a data type and enter it into the computer because right now it's all handwritten. But that's I ha that's how I write my my first drafts are always handwritten drafts. So we'll see. But whatever your task is, I want to encourage you break it down into smaller pieces, and you can do it. And who knows? Maybe it's cleaning your house. Maybe it's the yard work. Maybe it's the garage. Maybe it's writing a book. I don't know. Um, but write it down. Give it a deadline. Find an end date. When do you want it done by? When do you want to say, I accomplished this by blank? Put it in writing. And then what are you going to do every day to reach that goal? Because really, I can't write 60,000 words. But I can write 682 words a day or 684, 682. That's like a paragraph or two. So I write two paragraphs a day from now until July. And I have the next draft written. I mean, I could go into the whole issue that now I have two books that I want to write. Well, I have more than two, but two that are developing as I'm writing every day. And I'm, my head is like, oh, so I need to spend some time in prayer and say, all right, God, give me clarity of which one, because I don't think they go together. <laughs> so yeah, kind of bizarre, but that's what happens when you're writing. So if you're listening and you're a writer, you're like, uh-huh, you can so relate, right? You're working on one and then these other 
voices if you're fiction and these other ideas if you're nonfiction just start flooding in because the more you write the more creativity booms um <clears throat> but I'm going to keep writing every day and I I write I always start with prayer and I write in the direction God takes me each day so maybe there's a reason I don't didn't allow myself typing time or maybe something else but I don't know. Whatever it is you're trying to do. And who knows? It could be to be healthy. Maybe that's your insurmountable task. Maybe your house is clean and you don't have anything to declutter or organize. Maybe it's your body. You can still put it in writing. And I would encourage you to set baby goals if that's it. You know, don't say, I need to lose 75 pounds. Say, if you look at a pound a week... I lose five pounds by Memorial Day. That's a pound a week. You know, you can write your bigger goal, you know, because 52 weeks by Memorial Day of 2020, I will have lost 50 pounds. Right? So whatever your goal is, just break it down. You can set the big goal, but then it's basically little goals daily goals that you're trying to achieve to ultimately reach the final goal. So hopefully this Monday you're feeling motivated and as you're listening, you've already started to tackle the kitchen table or write the next book and you're writing down your goal of what you're going to do by when. I'd love to hear from you. You can always message me at lisambusky.com is my website. There's a contact me page there. Um, my phone number's there. You can contact me on Facebook, Living with Lisa, Keeping It Real. I um, try to uh, post the new podcast on my Living with Lisa, Keeping It Real page. And you can even comment there. Let me know what insurmountable task are you attempting and how are you going to break it down? I'd love to hear from you. And of course, if you're listening through Anchor, call me because I'd love to hear from you. Call me. Okay, if you're listening through Anchor, you just got to enjoy Blondie's version of Call Me. Sorry. If you're not listening through Anchor, you only got to listen to my beautiful singing voice. (laughs) Oh, have a great week, everybody. It's a wonderful Monday. And I hope you're motivated to complete whatever that bigger task is. And I hope you'll share it with all of us, either through the Anchor Message Me app. You know, Message Me app, oh my gosh. Using the Anchor app, you can hit the message button on my podcast, Living with Lisa, Keeping It Real. Or go to Facebook, Living with Lisa, Keeping It Real's Facebook page and leave a comment on this podcast post and share with us what is the task that you are going to accomplish and by when. How are you breaking it down? You don't have to go into detail. Just, hey, did this speak to you? Are you feeling motivated? Or have you just said, Lisa, you keep writing a list. I'm going to sit here and crush candy and watch Hallmark. I don't know. Have a great week, everybody. This is Lisa, living with Lisa, keeping it real. Thank you for listening.